The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. I believe on the line is AJ. You there? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. I have a random caller who I thought might have been AJ, but I guess not. Anyway... Uh, so tonight's show, uh, we are going to be discussing some fantasy playoff lineup decisions for you, and then um, you know get you ready for that. You know our typical injuries, waiver wires, all that kind of good stuff, like we always do, um, but. You know, we'll start off with some news and notes, and then I I want to have a little fun and get into what I'm going to call heroes, zeros and heroes, um, or heroes and zeros, however you want to say it, which doesn't matter which order. Um, you know, th- those players that have taken you to the promised land of the fantasy playoffs, and those who did not quite help your cause this year. So. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute, but let's start off here with some with some news and notes. Um, AJ, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. You didn't respond earlier. What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, what's up? No, well, I yeah, I sent a message. I had to run back upstairs real quick, and then I jumped back down. So. Gotcha. I'm okay. here. <laughs> so, <clears throat> regular season has ended for the majority of leagues. Um, how many, how many playoffs have you gotten into in your out of all your leagues? Uh, I got five leagues. Obviously, you know, I did not make it anywhere close to the playoffs in <laughs> fantasy six pack league. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was out of it in week one, so that's cool. <laughs> Glad that season is over. Um, and then I've made it in three out of my five leagues, basically. Yeah. Two leagues, I'm a number two seed and have the bye. Uh, the other uh, the other league uh, is a, my 14-teamer, um, and I am managed to get – third in the division and I'm the fourth overall seed. Nice. Uh, so you're in a tough division, huh? <laughs> yeah, the guy uh though I if I would have won this past week I'd screwed myself. I played I picked up Peyton Barber on waivers and then for whatever reason I just didn't feel like he was gonna, you know, have the repeat success that he did two weeks ago. So I went and well, dropped them. Five carries the week before, so yes, I, I hear well, yeah. I feel you there. So I picked up Quiz Rogers instead, 
and lost my matchup by three points. Quiz, I think, had two points or four points total, something like that in that league. And uh, Barber ended up having 16 points. So, yeah, that was the difference. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, Rogers, Roger, or Barber got named the starter pretty late on Sunday. So if you weren't paying attention, then you probably missed that news and didn't get the swap put in. That's probably what happened to you, I'm guessing. So, Yeah, I, I looked at stuff real early, got some DFS league set up, and then I just put it down, and, and I didn't look at it again until like 2.30. I didn't look at anything. So, yeah, I was kind of uh, – I'm kind man, of annoyed by that. I set aside like 11:30 to 12:30, and it's fantasy football time in the morning. I get all the inactives. I get, uh, I update my rankings quickly, and then I plow through my lineups just to make sure any last-minute tweaks, you know, need to be made. But um, as for me, I am going to make the playoffs. I did make the playoffs in five leagues already. I'm in a sixth. I'm not going to make the playoffs in that league. Uh, that's my friends and family league. And um, not yeah. making the playoffs in that league? No. I mean, dude, I, honestly, I uh, I sort of screw around in that league uh, during the draft. Yeah. The first couple of years, I ended up winning it by screwing around because everybody that I took who I was kind of like, meh about happened to just blow up <laughs> kind of backfired uh last year i made the playoffs uh didn't win it and then this past year like everybody that was meh about rolled over and died and we'll get to a few of those players because <laughs> they are on that team guaranteed um but anyway let's let's cover some news and notes here let's get right into it dude josh gordon he looked Good man, I don't know. He looked real good. If Deshaun Kaiser was half a quarterback, Josh Gordon would have had himself a day. Uh, uh-huh. He overthrew him on a couple of balls that would have been six. So, man, I am going to fly out say it right now. I was wrong. I did not think Josh Gordon was going to be worth a damn. I mean, he hasn't played football in three years. I mean, you can't expect that, right? Plus, he plays for the Browns. I mean, look, that is going to limit him, as we can tell. But he still caught four passes for 85 yards. or Yeah. I mean, he looked good. I don't – I guess, you know, he's definitely going to be an option rolling forward here. Um you know, now that fantasy playoffs yeah. are around, for those of you that have him, you know, he's he's probably going to be a, a wide receiver three flex option going forward at the at the very least, I would say. Uh, uh, did you did you get lucky and, and snag him in, in league? Uh, I, I did not, no. He was already either drafted and held or wow, picked held up him all year. a week early, uh, you know. I I wanted to pick him up in a couple of leagues, and I just had him sitting on my watch list and was like, all right, I got time. And then, of course, I didn't. So, yeah, <laughs> I missed out on it. And I was pretty upset about it because the, the dude's a, he's a freak, man. He's so good. He really is a freak. And How did he go undrafted in the NFL? I have no idea. 
because maybe because of the character issues. I don't. Maybe no one just wanted to deal with that. But maybe yeah, that I mean, wasn't. I, I don't college, know if that was maybe, as much of a thing. Yeah, I didn't but, realize. You know, I didn't know if he had the character issues in college. Um, yeah, I'm willing to go with you and assume he did if he didn't get drafted. Because why else would you not draft somebody with freakish athletic ability like he did? Um, yeah. Or does. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I the one league I snagged him right after they announced his suspension being lifted, I ended up having to drop him because I had like four injured receivers in, within like two weeks. And I just I was desperate. I needed to make a move to pick up people. And I snuck into the playoffs. And what I mean by snuck into the playoffs, I needed to win and have two teams above me lose in the in the final week of the season. And it happened. I beat the number one seed the final week of the season, and the two teams right in front of me lost. And the only reason why I'm ahead of them is because we have records tied, but I have more points. So I passed them in standings. So I got really lucky. But now going in, I mean, I'm limping into the playoffs, basically. Uh, team's just totally destroyed injury-wise. But now, you know, I could have used Josh Gordon in that league. Uh, it kind of stinks because my receivers blow. Uh, but anyway. So, yeah, Josh Gordon looks good. Everybody, go ahead and pencil him in your lineup, you know. In flex, at least, I'd say. Um, on to some yeah. kind of news, man. Like the this weekend in the NFL, we had a couple nasty plays slash games. I'll start with this Gronk hit, man. Um, so, forget who who described it best. They said Gronk dropped the people's elbow on the on the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Um, that was, that was a really good way to describe it. It was a nasty hit, man. I was, I was watching red zone, Gronk caught the pass and then just, bam, just drop the guy, like just drop the elbow right on the back of the guy's head while he's face down on the ground. Um, my reaction just was like, Oh my God, like what in the hell was that? And I was look, I was honestly shocked. He didn't get thrown out of the game. I don't know how he didn't yeah. get thrown out of the game, how there wasn't a fight, you know, like, or at least some sort of like pushing and shoving match, you know, like normally happens. There's just nothing. It was like a flag, a couple words said, I think by a couple players. And then we're like, that was it. Just move on. I was shocked, but, oh, what do you, what do you think about that hit, man? Like that was pretty nasty, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what, the reasoning behind this is like I, I I don't know what these these players are thinking that that in their head makes this okay to do. Um, I mean, you have to somewhere think in your head, well, this could hurt my team. I mean, it's it's just a selfish play, and you know, and I I don't agree with it. I mean there's a time when you want to try to, you know, help your team and, and go after someone, you know, in the middle of a play. Okay, fine. I get that the right way. I mean, don't come through and, and just jack the guy completely up. 
I mean, it, it's yeah. not. It, it's like a. It's just a meat-headed ego thing. Like, oh, look what I did. Oh, let me pound my chest. No, douchebag. You're an idiot. You're gonna get <laughs> called out of the game. You know, he should have. Um, yeah, absolutely. Should have been ejected. I, I mean, there's no need for that. And yeah, for whatever I mean, the, reason, this season, I just feel like we've we've talked about this a handful of times now. And I mean, we were just talking about last week where like Cooper and Talib fought yeah. each other, dude. Like literally fought each other early in the season. Mike Evans, you know, got into a fight. I forget the other guy that got suspended because uh, he threw punches. It was like, what in the hell is happening? But uh, you know, I'll say this about Gronk. I mean, look, the, Ramsey, or no, yeah. that was the Evans one. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Evans Ram- swung at Ramsey. Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. forget the other one now. But uh, I'll say this about Gronk. I mean, from everything you know, you read and hear, and you know, just from my you know, own two eyes at least, Gronk is overall a pretty clean player. You know, like he he's never done anything like this. He's never been suspended. You know, you don't see him getting personal fouls for stupid stuff like this. Um, I'm not, you know, not to say, you know, to take him off the hook here for what he did. What he did was absolutely wrong, but he hadn't done anything like this before. He immediately apologized and kind of called himself out and was just like, that was utterly stupid. I let emotions get the better of me. You know, I, I, I heard the apology. It was immediately afterwards in the locker room. Belichick, yeah. he was even like, this was a stupid play. Yeah basically damn straight he's going to get suspended there's no way he doesn't like i totally agree with it like they owned up to it like it was a bad play they owned up to it so at least give him credit there yeah then we move on to the steelers and the Bengals game it was this game was brutal um they look these two teams hate each other more than i feel like the ravens and steelers do and we live in you know, yeah. Ravens country, and this think, has gotten worse. I think fans, Baltimore fans, and Pittsburgh fans hate each other more than the teams do. I'm not so sure and, about that anymore, man. Well, no, I'm. I mean, I'm saying in in Baltimore and Pittsburgh, I think the teams legitimately have a beef with each other, like. You know, it's a it's huge and great rivalry, but I mean, this to me, I think has definitely jumped ahead of it. I feel like the Baltimore and Pittsburgh, while they dislike each other, I feel like there's at least some air of respect between the two. I just don't get that with Cincy Pittsburgh. I just think these teams flat out do not like each other. They They don't want to play each other. I mean, perfect. I don't know if if I can say he didn't deserve what he got, but I mean, because I mean, he's been such an antagonist. He's, well, yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's, been a he's dirty always player. been a dirty player. He's always been the antagonist against Pittsburgh. You know, we've seen it time and time again, and uh, you know, I just feel like that's kind of the the type of guy he is um so yeah i i don't know 
Yeah, he's a he's a definitely a dirty player. I mean, you know, you never want to say somebody deserves to get you know knocked out and taken out on a stretcher like that's well, yeah, <laughs> I, no, I he didn't a little too far that. But, but I mean, maybe a, a few cheap shots here and there. Okay, sure, I can kind I'm of sure see that. But this, absolutely, this is going. Just above and beyond. Man, there was—I mean, there was there was that hit. There was the Shazier hit, man. And dude, I mean, Shazier's still in the hospital, man. Like that's a that's a nasty like injury. They're saying it's a spinal, basically a spinal concussion. Um, Yeah. And I guess they're saying he's okay. He's got feeling and movement in his extremities, but so that's that's the good news. but I mean, look, Juju Smith Schuster is now suspended one game. Uh, I think the guy from the Bengals who just wrecked Antonio Brown in the back of the end zone after he caught that, you know, game-winning touchdown. Uh, I think he's suspended too. I can't even think of his name. But uh, I mean, what a blatant hit to the head! I mean, he just he just kind of lunged at him and hit him straight in the head, like. It looked completely on purpose. I don't know what else to say there. Uh, I was watching yeah. that like, oh my god! I just hope that Antonio Brown gets up. It was it was looking real bad. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's that game was. It, yeah, ESPN's been talking about it pretty much all week, and and I know John Gruden came on um, the the now the Golick and. Who is this show? It's Golick and Wingo. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's the Golicks and Wingo. Um, you know, he he came on and was like, "Man, that game was hard to watch," and you know, we were forced to watch it because we're <laughs> the announcers. So yeah. it's um, so that's that's tough. Um, but yeah, it it was a bad weekend, man. You know, you, you hope they can find a a, a good way to to clean this up. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I keep hearing people say, you know, they need to go extreme and, you know, take out the kickoffs and stuff like this. And like, I don't want to, I feel like there's just gotta be a way to like teach these guys to not do this dumb stuff. But I mean, I guess, you know, it's part of the game and I don't want to change the game so much that it's not, I mean, look. Let's let's be honest. We ultimately like the game because it is kind of gladiator-like, but you know, you don't want to see people get pulled, you know, carted off in stretchers and like, you know, be, you know, get get knocked out into, you know, comas or stuff like that. Like that's that's not yeah. cool. So you know, it kind of shocks me that like we can't come up with some sort of helmet that totally protects from this with all the technology out there, but I'm sure, you know, I know Virginia tech has, you know, been doing a bunch of studies on it and, you know, it's come a long way, but there's obviously a long ways to go. So, you know, you, you, you just hope we get there, but anyway, man, let's, let's move on. Um, now that the regular season has ended, uh, I wanted to kind of revisit and have some fun here and, go through our heroes and our zeros for the regular season. Um, let's, let's start with the heroes. Let's start with the good news. You know, who, who are some guys that, 
you know, you weren't exactly expecting it from. Like, you know, not Antonio Brown. Like, duh. Antonio Brown's going to be awesome. You know, Le'Veon Bell. Duh. He's going to be awesome. But who are these guys that, you know, carried your team into the playoffs that, you know, you weren't exactly expecting it from? And my number one guy for my dynasty league, I got the number one seed. I didn't expect it at all. I traded for Matt Ryan in the offseason, gave up a second round rookie draft pick for Matt Ryan. I traded for him thinking I needed a quarterback. But Carson Wentz has far and away become my number one quarterback. And I, I was kind of hovering around, you know, 500 starting uh, Matt Ryan early in the season. And then I think it was on this show, I just flat out said it. I was like, I will not start Matt Ryan the rest of the season. And ever since then, I've lost one game and I finished the season 10 and three. And got the number one seed in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it's a big thanks to Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame you there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he he's far exceeded my expectations as a second-year quarterback. And, you know, I heard all the talk about, you know, from him about how the game has slowed down. It's really just coming together. And, you know, he, he really likes the offense and what they're doing and this and that. And, you know, obviously you expect your top pick – you know, from, from a year ago to, you know, especially as a franchise quarterback to excel and, and to step up more. But I mean, he's been amazing. Uh, it's, it's almost night and day what he's done, you know, between the two years, but, you know, I do look at, I, and thankfully even living down here in Baltimore, I've been able to watch a lot of Eagles games this year because of the way their schedule falls and, and, you know, the way the broadcasting has worked out for me. So I'm stoked about that, but I mean, he's, he has had some reminiscent games of last year, the Dallas game, for instance, the the first half of the Dallas game, he looked awful in that game. Yeah, he looked um, awful in the first half of this past the, week's game too. This past week's game, he, he was he was awful. I, I would say the majority of the game. I mean, he made some plays, but he he missed Zach Ertz on so many throws, um, and you know he he still just misses these throws. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? He's a second year quarterback. This is gonna happen. He's not Tom Brady yet. Um, you know, I don't know if he will be, that'd be awesome. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He, he's, he's working his way towards it, put it that way. And from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, he's, he's damn near better than Tom Brady. Um, so I, I definitely think he's helped a lot of teams. I think there's going to be a lot of teams if they, you know, when they win the championship, he's going to be a, one of those heavily owned on championship teams kind of guy. Yep. I, I totally agree. Um, the next guy that I think it's just super obvious at this point, man, Alvin Kamara. Ooh, this guy is something else, man. He is special. Um, I'm still kicking myself for not even off like 
offering the trade out to get Alvin Kamara in, in our league, dumping Kareem Hunt. Uh, but, man, you know Alvin Kamara is the number three running back in fantasy right now? <laughs> wow. That's I mean, amazing. Absolutely incredible. With basically not playing the first four weeks of the season. I mean, he barely played. I mean, that's that's – like David Johnson territory. I mean, yeah, it really yeah, is. Absolutely is. Uh, it, it it will be interesting to see how high Alvin Kamara gets drafted next year. It's definitely going to be first round. You know, it might be it might be like anywhere between two, three, and four. You know, I, you got to expect like David Johnson, Bell, Brown, Kamara, something like that. You know, throw Gurley back up there now. I think um, Gurley might take a, a leap ahead of Johnson next year. I just think a, the, the injury, you know, he didn't play, so that's going to scare some people, but there's no, dude, there's no a, real it's a, reason. It's a hand injury, man. If it was like a knee oh, yeah. or something like that, but, dude, it's a hand injury. Like, I'm, if, if, dude, if David Johnson falls to, like, middle of the first round, I'll be ecstatic, but he should actually go, absolutely go high up. But, anyway conversation for a much later time but yeah man it's um yeah it's it's uh alvin kamara has been something special i do have him funny is i have him in my friends and family league and it's not gonna matter because the rest of my team is just so bad (laughs) it doesn't matter so um i i yeah, we, we we only allow so we still have one seat one once one week left in the season in that league, so yeah. we end up only putting four teams in the playoffs because it's only a ten team league. I didn't want to put six in, but uh, I might actually yeah. I actually might put six in next year just because like I feel like and not because I didn't make it this year like that doesn't matter to me at all. In fact, I still might not make it even if I had put six in, so it doesn't matter. Um, I think I'm like at seventh, so. I just feel like with with these with who is in it, um, I, I feel like it'd be more fun for everybody if they if if there was more people that thought they had a chance. But anyway, um, another Philadelphia Eagle man, big hero to me, Zach Ertz. I own him in four of my leagues, and he's been amazing. I don't know why after Jordan Matthews got traded, that not everybody didn't pounce on Ertz. Um, he was falling to me as, as like the 10th or 12th tight end sometimes in league. I know in fantasy six pack, he fell to me that far. He's a big reason why I'm doing as well as I am in this league. Uh, or actually, no, I have Graham in this league. Which leagues do I have? Well, Graham's another one. Graham was falling oh, yeah. far too, but, um, I, I got Graham in the seventh round. Um, but in – what? oh, it was my work league. Dude, he was like at least the 10th tight end off the board in that league. And it was crazy. I was like, why is everybody ignoring him? Like, he's going to be awesome this year. They have no, like, true slot guy anymore. I mean, Aguilar has stepped up big time. But, you know, they got they got rid of their, like – guy that was taking the routes that Ertz ran. And, you know, I mentioned that in the preseason when he got traded. I was like, this is going to be Ertz. 
big time. Yeah. And so he's been a big, re- big reason why I'm, uh, you know, succeeding. Um, the last hero that I've got right now is Adam Thielen. Uh, I mean, this, this guy's just been amazing. I'm trying to think of what his ranking is. It's probably dropped over the last couple of weeks. He had gotten himself all the way up as like the number three fantasy receiver. I think he's yeah. down to number six now. He's down to five in, five in six. the fantasy six pack league at least. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty and the amazing considering his ADP the, was, it's not on here anymore. But I mean, he was, oh, was going. I mean, super he got drafted in, and he got drafted in the eleventh round in one of my leagues. Where did he get drafted in fantasy six pack? Was it? I took him. I took him pretty late. Oh, um, so you took him? Okay. I have him. Yeah. Let me see when I got him. Jerk. I want to say it was like at least the ninth or so. Seventh round. So you took him. You took. Or, I, yeah, you I, took him I, earlier than a lot of people did. I guarantee that, man. I got him in the Scott Fishbowl League, and granted, it's a little bit of screwy scoring, so like receivers aren't as heavy. I got him in like the thirteenth round in that draft. Oh. Now, granted, look, tight ends get tight ends go early, quarterbacks go early, so that's maybe like the ninth round. And but like in a half experts league, that's insane that people. But like, dude, I remember like when I had Thielen ranked ahead of Diggs in my preseason rankings. People were blasting me on Twitter, like, what is wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, Thielen's better. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell oh, yeah. you guys. Like, Thielen's better. You know, he's just a smoother receiver. Plus, plus, Diggs just always gets banged up, and he's been banged up this year. Like, that's just what happens to him. And then, of course, Diggs took off. Like, the first couple of weeks, Diggs was, like, the best receiver in football. Um, and, of course, I was hearing it on Twitter. But, you know, it slowly but surely just became Thielen's show. Um, so, it, those are my heroes right now. Um, you got any to add to this list? Yeah, I, I just popped a couple guys on here real quick. I'll just run through them. Um, I mean, we've got to obviously start with, you know, quite possibly my favorite um, terminology to call a fantasy player, your boy, Mr. Josh McCown. Uh, I mean, the Jets team was – they've really turned a corner. I was reading uh, something on ESPN today about the the coaches on the hot seats and this and that, and – I want to say Todd Bowles was was maybe warm, but I think he might have been down to like the cool rating or whatever. Like I don't think he's going anywhere. He's really come in and and changed the you know the mentality and the culture in that locker room is, is how this article was putting it out there. And you know these guys like playing for him. And McCown has just come out and he's been a very solid quarterback they haven't had a great running game between Powell and Forte I mean it's been um serviceable but you know those guys are 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 a couple guys that I would look down on but McCown's been great um Evan Ingram is another guy who I, I know we talked about we don't want to list well we didn't talk about the guys that that have been the zeros yet but 
our, our big thing with that is just to break into it a little bit. We're not picking guys that are out because of injury. Obviously, a David Johnson, uh, you know, a Danny Woodhead. Who Odell Beckham. Expected to be good. Odell Beckham, you know, these are all guys that went down to injury and, and screwed your teams. Obviously, they screwed everybody's teams. So get over it. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. But Ingram really benefited from all of these injuries. Brandon Marshall is another one that went down. So he stepped up to take on that role. And, I, I mean, you look back to to the Giants when they had Shockey and, and you know, how – good of a tight end he really was for them and how how reliable and how you know big of a part he played in that offense you know Ingram is is working his way towards that and and he's really showed a lot of promise this year he's had some couple down games too but he's a rookie so again it's to be expected um and then really the the other two guys I have listed here are two other quarterbacks Case Keenum and and Jared Goff, um, you know these guys. I feel like could also be there in the percentages of of you know fairly heavily owned on championship teams. Um, you got to ride them while they're hot. And Keenum's just come in and taken over for Bradford. Um, he's held off Bridgewater. You know he he's really made a name for himself in a positive way this year i mean granted he's got an awesome defense behind him but this is uh you know this has been a successful year for him he he hasn't made a ton of mistakes you know he's just playing confident and that's that's showing and that's that's coming out in 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 the form of leadership to me and this team is behind him you know feeling like we we just talked about the guy's been a monster and part of that is because Keenum's been so good and, and he knows yeah. that he can rely on him. Um, and with golf, same thing as Wentz, really. I mean, he, he's the first round pick from, or the first overall pick in the first round last year. And, you know, both of these guys struggled. I think Wentz had a better year statistically than, than golf did. Granted, mm-hmm. his team didn't win as much. Um, well, I know uh, obviously the Eagles won more than, than the Rams, but golf just, he just looked lost last year. I, I mean, he, he was deer in the headlights. Now I'm, I'm roadkill cafes, you know, uh, blue light special on a Saturday morning for the, the old people. Um, he, nobody knew what was going on with him and they brought in uh, Sean McVay and he's turned him around. He's, another guy he's got confidence now he's got leadership he's got a team that's behind him I mean the Rams are a tough team and and I'm not looking forward to Philly having to play them this week after after that game last week I mean a brutal west coast trip I think they were staying out there actually um instead of flying back here and then going back again um so We'll see if that plays into it. But those those are all guys I, I can see, you know, really coming through and helping teams out. Yeah, in- interestingly enough, Josh McCown, I'm just reading, Josh McCown named AFC Offensive Player of the Week. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I just caught that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Your boy. Uh, yeah, no, he's been awesome. 
Uh, it definitely has. It's not my boy. Shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, man. So those are the heroes. Feel good stories. We love them. They got it in the playoffs. But look, it's not good news for everybody. It's not good news for everybody. Like I'm in the playoffs in one league. And it is not thanks to Mr. Drew Brees, who I went out on a limb and in this league decided, you know what? I'm going to take a quarterback early. These guys like to stash quarterbacks, take the quarterbacks early and take two of them. And I got screwed by quarterbacks last year. So I went out on a limb and took one a little early this year. So Drew Brees, I believe it was the third or fourth round. is isn't too bad for Brees, but it's way earlier than I usually take a quarterback. So shame on me, ultimately. But Drew Brees, man, he is right now the – he's the number nine quarterback in our league. I feel like he's lower in other leagues. Our scoring must – be a little bit different but still man like he's only had one two three games over 20 points and only one of those has been since week three i mean this just isn't the drew Brees that we expect no we talked about this last week the saints have become a running team and breeze is just kind of i wouldn't call him a game manager but like that's kind of what it's become. Like, he's not chucking the ball around, you know, 40 times a game like he used to. I mean, he hasn't even thrown over 300 yards, but three times this season as well. Um, He's not hurting you because he's not throwing interceptions, but he's not really helping. He's not throwing the touchdowns. I mean, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, 11, uh, he's got like 14, what are his total stats? I could probably look that up a lot easier. He's got like 15 touchdowns on the year. Maybe, oh no, 17, you can't count. I mean, it's just, it's just not getting it done, man. Um, I One of the things that got me into the playoffs this past week in the league I own him in is I benched Drew Brees and played Phillip Rivers. It wasn't a huge point tough. difference, but look, I you know I won by like five <clears throat> points. I don't remember what Rivers had compared to Breeze, but I know he had more. So, you know, I'm I'm just gonna keep riding with with Rivers going forward. I mean, Rivers is on fire right now, so I'm just gonna keep rolling with Rivers at this point. Um, yeah, you know, another another one of my zeros, calling out my own team here, the Washington Redskins. Terrell Pryor, dude, I know that you did get injured, but even before you got injured, you were complete garbage. You couldn't catch a ball every time it was thrown your way, man. You were dropping everything. You just like look like you have never played football in your life. It was terrible. Worst off-season signing ever, man. That is up there with the Kenny Britt signing in Cleveland. And that's another one that you could probably mark off as a zero. Dude, 
you remember after the Fantasy Six Pack draft, man? Like Keenan went crazy during the the Fantasy Six Pack draft. I think he was, it was so Kevin mad. Picked up Brit, man. He was so mad. He was like, "You ruined my team. I wanted to so me. bad." And I was like, "I was like, what? Oh yeah, yeah, you're dead to me." That was so funny. Like <laughs> now, look back. Like he can be thanking Kevin for not. Yeah. For not. I mean, him. I mean, it was bad. I picked up Brit. Like Kevin dropped him after like the first three weeks, and I was like, "Eh, whatever. I'll drop the garbage I have on the back end of my bench and pick up Brit." I never used him. I ended up dropping him two weeks later. Like, it was so bad. I just was like, no, this guy sucks. Um, yeah. You know, I, I got more guys, but I'll let you jump in here. What you got? Uh, my biggest bust of this year, and similar to Evan Ingram, you know, benefiting from injuries, this guy was the complete opposite and got absolutely demolished by the injury to Aaron Rodgers, and that's Mr. Yep. Jordy Nelson. Um, I mean, in, in the fantasy six-pack league, game one, great 20.9 points, seven receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Game two, he sat out, I believe. Game three, yeah. Cincy, 652, two touchdowns. Chicago, 475, two touchdowns. Dallas, okay, a down game, only two receptions, 24 yards, but got a touchdown, still double digits. Game six, Minnesota, six for 60, so 12 points. Since then, uh, he's barely at the the 20 points total. Uh, I mean, one reception, four receptions, uh, three receptions, two receptions, three receptions, five receptions last week, whoa, you know, I called you yeah. out as, as going to be my, my sleeper. Way to get five receptions for 17 yards. What are you yeah. doing? I saw I saw I the mean, five receptions and was like, oh, maybe AJ was right. And then I saw the yard. I was like, no, no, maybe not. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not at all because he made me look bad. I mean, the only saving grace for him is that Aaron Rodgers – might be coming back in week 15 against Carolina, but yeah, they've got Carolina, like Minnesota again, and then Detroit. Um, so, I mean, like I said, he, he hasn't had a touchdown since week five. He hasn't had above Dude. 30 yards since week it is, nine. It is definitely and, the Devontae Adams show for sure. It is. He's that's so the guy Nelson there. absolutely killed me. And he's, He's the Kevin Huo to my Keenan, uh, and and he's he's dead to me now. I mean, I, I, he's getting older in age, and we talked about that before. And you I know, don't I know have if you him. Say he's dead to you, man. Like, like when no, Rogers comes back, he's I mean, not he, dead to me. But look, Jordy will drop the draft next year because of this, and I am going to snatch him up in every league next year because of it. You watch. He's going to be one of those guys that everybody's going to go, oh, my God, Jordan was so bad life here. What the hell? Blah, blah, blah. And forget that it was because Aaron Rodgers was hurt. So Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like in, in the one league that I own him in, and I own him in almost every league I'm in, I feel like at least three out of the five I have him, uh, and he's killed me. Um, but, you know, well, not really, because two of those leagues, two of those are two of my three playoff teams. So, 
I've managed to to get around him, but I mean, he's a late late round keeper for me in the one league, and and I just don't think I'm going to keep him because I've got Kamara, who's also late. I've got David Johnson coming back, who's late. I've got Michael Thomas, who's late. Uh, I mean, Michael Thomas, I could almost throw on this list. I mean, he's been good, Dude, he's but I don't been good though. You can't. Yeah. He hasn't no, been I mean, what everybody thought he was going to be, but then he's still the number 10 fantasy receiver in PPR leagues. Like, that's still good. Like, Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I'll, been, I'll, I'll take a top 10 guy. Good. You know, it's – you'll be okay. It's just the, the touchdowns that have killed him because he, he scored finally this past week, but that's the first time since before the bye – well, and, and uh, that's a product of the Saints' offense right now. You know, like they, they, they goes yeah. right back to Drew Brees. So, yep. But yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll rip through my my last couple of zeros here. So Devonta Freeman, I mean, he's been okay, but you know, he's like the number twenty running back right now. I forget what it is. It's, it's not great. I mean, look, and granted, he's number twenty one. He missed a couple of games, but I mean, he's had a bunch of like single digit games, even in PPR uh, since since the early part of the season when he was scoring touchdowns. He hasn't scored since week four. I mean, he's just not getting it done anymore. Coleman actually looked better so, you know, lately. Uh, I'm going to save this next one for last. T.Y. Hilton, I don't – obviously, big reason is because of Andrew Luck. But, dude, you are on fire one game. You're dead the next two games. You're on fire the next game. You're dead the next three games. Like, let's get a little bit of consistency. Can you catch more than two passes a game and not have to take 150, 60 yards to the house to make your night or make your game because it's just been bad? Uh, Jay Ajayi, um, don't say I didn't tell you so because I knew that when he got traded, I was not loving the trade. Uh, he was going to lose a lot of volume. He wasn't really getting it done, even with the volume in Miami, but that was more of a product. You know, everybody was thinking that was a product of the Miami offense. Uh, but, you know, except for one really long run against Dallas, he's done nothing in Philly. Uh, Blunt still basically getting more touches than him. So, you know, Jay is is not, not on my list here. Uh, or is you know, not on my favorite list here. You know, he's definitely in the zeros. Um, the last guy, and this is a big reason why I did not make the playoffs in my friends and family league. Went on a limb, did the complete opposite of what I, you know, did, you know, would have done in any other league. And I didn't draft this guy in any other league, but in this one, like I said, I kind of screw around in this league just to have a little fun with the, you know, with, with people who don't really follow it. Like I do. Um, Amari Cooper. He's been absolutely atrocious this year. Started off awesome. and had, you know, a great game one did nothing until right after the, was it the bye week? He had that monster game. Um, yeah, and it was like touchdown. Two hundred. No, it wasn't after the bye. It was against the Chiefs. Um, yeah, you know, two hundred ten yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's just been—he's been bad. 
Dude, dropping passes. I think he if he doesn't lead the league in drops, he's right up there. Um so I mean it's it's not good for him. So Amari Cooper, you are probably my biggest zero of the year. Yeah, the only other uh couple of guys I had listed here, a couple of running backs. Um and, and the one might surprise some people, but I'm going to say, well, I'll say him last. The first one is Amir Abdullah. Um, you know, both of us were pretty high on him coming into this year. I thought he was. Oof. Dude, I don't much. think. Be why I don't win two leagues. I don't. I, it's hard to call him a complete zero because he was so huge the first few oh, weeks. Oh, good. But then, you know. The polish wore off quick with him, and he just hasn't been good at all. I mean, Kansas City's offense in general was struggling, and Alex Smith fell back into that game managing mode. And you know, they lost a handful of games, and they just didn't look good. So, part of that's you know, part of the problem. But, dude, you put up nothing against Buffalo, the absolute worst running. You know, defense against opposing running backs this year, and and you can't muster anything against that. I mean, it's basically like they throw eleven guys out, and then before the ball gets hiked, all the guys just part like the the Red Sea and go to the sidelines and and open up lanes. And and what did he do? He probably ran in back of the center and fell over and lost two yards. It's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, dude, I don't even know, dude. I've got Cream Hunt in. Two leagues. One's the one I snuck into the playoffs, and so he's a big reason. Him and Breeze are a big reason why I kind of fell apart in that league, plus all the other injuries I had to wide receivers. Um, but then I have him in the fantasy six pack league, and I mean, yeah, I'm the number two seed. I've got a fairly decent team in that league, but you know, without without Hunt kind of carrying the load for me running back wise, because I also lost David Johnson. I don't think I'm going to be able to win that league. Like I just don't have a big time playmaker to carry me through a playoff uh, like that. But I feel you, man. Kareem Hunt's been brutal down the stretch here. Um, So, uh, yeah. So there's some heroes and zeros. Hit us up on Twitter, man. Let us know. Let us know who yours are. I just, you know, I'd, just like to see what everybody else has to think is one of those kind of fun conversations. So um, another, another real quick hero, non non quarterback, uh, Robbie Anderson, dude has been a monster. So that's all. All right, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, he's, he's been really good too. I feel you. Uh, anyway, let's let's rip through the injuries here. Um, Adrian Peterson still dealing with a neck injury. He's questionable for the week. Alex Collins has been really good. Um, he's got migraines and is actually really questionable to play this week. So that could be a huge blow to teams that are in the playoffs. I got him in a couple of places. That's going to pretty much sink me, man, if I can't play Collins uh, uh, in, in those leagues because I need him badly. He's been really good. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin is expected to practice this week. Uh, this was yesterday's news. I didn't check to see if he actually did practice this week, but uh, you know, I guess <clears throat> uh, we will see if if he 
practiced, you know, keep an eye on if he practiced uh, today or not. Uh, I didn't get a chance to look it up. Tyrod Taylor injured his knee in last week's game. It is questionable for week 14. Um, you know, they're not really giving a big update for him. I know he didn't practice today, so um, it could be Mr. Peterman again. Uh, Greg Olson, who did not play last week after re-injuring his foot in week 12, they say he didn't play because it was the AstroTurf that he wanted to avoid. Apparently, that puts more stress on the foot. Uh, but now that they're back home, back on the natural grass, so they're saying he's going to play. That's a risky play, in my opinion, still, because you just never know if he's going to have you know, another re-aggravation of that injury. Unfortunately, I think in season-long leagues, unless you've got another really good tight end option, I think you're still, I think you're just kind of stuck using him and hoping the best. Um, you know, these guys that you can stream right now, just they're just not good. So, I mean, a lot of them are getting like two catches for 30 yards. I mean, like PPR, that's five points, whatever. Um, Joe Mixon suffered a concussion on Monday night. He has not cleared the concussion protocol yet. So he, you know, his status is going to be in doubt on a short week. Uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, he got his hand stepped on uh, this past week. And the good news is that he didn't break anything. And the bad news is that apparently there's a lot of swelling and they, you know, they don't know if it's going to, you know, come down uh by game time so this is going to be something you're going to have to watch this has major implications on Marvin Jones and Golden Tate and pretty much that entire offense so i'm hoping in my dynasty league big time the Matthew Stafford plays cuz i have both Jones and Tate in that league and if i can't use either one of them i'm definitely screwed um Amir Abdullah um just like you just you just talked about him he missed week 13 with a neck injury. He's still questionable for this week. Um, Tion, Tyon Gray or whatever his name is, um, or whatever the hell his name is, he was really good for Detroit uh, this past weekend. So he's somebody that I, I don't think I'd be trusting him, Tyon Green, uh, to start. But, like, you know, He's somebody that you can kind of look at, you know, super deep leagues as, as an option. Uh, CJ Fedorowicz, he's on the IR with his second concussion of the season. Another Texan, Bruce Ellington, is on the IR with a hamstring injury. Uh, Robert Woods for the Rams is likely out one more week with a shoulder injury, so it looks like he is targeting a week 15 return. Uh, Damian Williams... Uh, shoulder injury knocked him out for week 13 and is unlikely to suit up this week as well. I thought I had heard somewhere that he was basically like not already rolled out for the year, but they were kind of like worried that he wasn't going to play the rest of the year. So that one doesn't really surprise me. Obviously the Grok suspension, that's not injury. Um, Chris Hogan, I actually wrote in my rankings article that he appears unlikely to suit up. But I just heard he practiced today, so I'm gonna have to update that. Uh, that was a big surprise to me. Like there was no news, and then all of a sudden it was just like, "Oh, Chris Hogan practiced." Okay. Uh, so that, like, you know, he he was awesome when he played. So you just have to hope that he's fully healed. He's missed plenty of games, so there you go. Uh, Armari Cooper is still in the league's concussion protocol. 
Uh, so keep an eye out there. Another concussion, Zach Ertz. This one kills me in multiple leagues if he misses time. Yep. So I'm really hoping he comes off the concussion protocol quickly, like a lot of players do. Um, yeah. And then Doug Martin is still in the concussion protocol. And, um, you know, he missed last week due to it. So guess is that he comes off. But, you know, we've seen guys kind of linger around. Uh, and and maybe the Bucks just go, nah, you kind of sit down. We're going to take a look at this Peyton Barber guy a little more. Uh, yeah. You know, since, the, since the Bucks really aren't going anywhere this season. So there is the injury news, some waivers for this week. If you, you know, looking to pick up this anybody to give your team, like that little extra boost in the playoffs. And look, waivers in the playoffs, like – you you think like look I got this far with my team, it is unbelievable the pickups that I have made in the past during the playoffs that have just propelled me to championships because they just go off, and you got to take a chance on these guys. It's super risky, um, but you know some of these guys like Mike Davis. I mean look he was my sleeper last week. Um, he played well, man. 101 yards from scrimmage last week. Like he looked really good. He looked good two weeks before that, before he got injured. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, you can take a chance on, I think, and he might do really good things for you. Um, we mentioned Peyton Barber. Uh, Kerwin Williams is kind of a, you know, depends on Adrian Peterson, but, I mean, Kerwin Williams had, you know, 97 yards rushing uh, this past week. So, uh, you know, Kerwin Williams isn't isn't a nobody, I guess. You know, he can get the job done too there. Uh, and then Tyon Green in, in super, super, super deep leagues, like I said, it's just somebody you could potentially look at from Detroit. Um, receivers, uh, you know, Marquise Goodwin is, is somebody you can look at in San Fran. Uh, our, uh, J- Jimmy Garoppolo there seemed to kind of just target him a lot last week, so at the very least, in PPR leagues, good win can get you a lot of PPR points. Um, you know, Corey Coleman is still out there, but that one's kind of an iffy pickup, honestly. Uh, I I don't think Coleman got a single target last week, or if he did, he didn't catch any of them. Uh, this was definitely the, the Josh Gordon show last week, but you got to think that that's not going to continue, and Coleman's going to get back involved with his offense. Um uh, another guy that you can kind of look at here who's been playing very well um, is D.D. Westbrook. Now, this his value takes a major hit with Alan Hearns possibly returning. But, you know, Westbrook flashed in the preseason, was hurt to start the season, and now he's back. And he's just – he's getting involved with his offense. He's got a tough matchup this week with Seattle. But, you know, it's not like – the Seattle secondary, it's quite the Seattle secondary anymore. You know, we've seen them be exposed a few times with all the injuries they have. Um, tight ends, David Njoku uh, is, is is slowly getting a, a more consistent role in that in that offense. Uh, and last week he, he looked even more involved with Josh Gordon back, you know, maybe it's opening up more space for him underneath. Um, 
Arizona, Gabbard just seems to like Ricky Seals-Jones. You know, we've mentioned this a few times. Um, so, you know, look, look at him. And then I wanted to mention, and I forget the guy's name. I'm going to have to look it up here real quick. Um, there it is. With C.J. Fedorowicz going on I, on the yeah. IR. Um, oh, yeah, Steven Anderson. I mean, five catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, there is something to be said about a tight end in a Bill O'Brien offense. It just seems to work. So, you know, we saw it last year with Fedorowicz, and we saw it, you know, now we're seeing it this year, it appears, with Steven Anderson maybe here down the stretch. So, um, you know, if if you lost Fedorowicz or if you lost Gronk, you know, like these are guys that you might just have to go out and grab, you know, like losing Gronk in the first round of the playoffs is just a brutal loss. I mean, he's probably drafted him in the second round in every league you got him in. So that's a, it's a big loss. And Steven Anderson could be that like sneaky, sneaky play, uh, you know, or if you lose Ertz type of thing. So that's where you gotta, that's where you gotta look. But, uh, any, anybody else you can think of that I, that I miss? I kind of ripped through as many as I could here. And it's not a ton of options. No, but. That's, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, the only thing I was going to plug in real quick about the injury, the, the Joe Mixon concussion actually allowed my brother to win the game, his matchup, by like less than two points because he was he was like all about done with Mixon's being in in that game and he didn't have anybody going so he ended up winning the game because he got knocked out and then he won a bet with our other buddy too so pretty uh pretty (laughs) successful week for him but yeah no other than that um anderson was the guy that well i guess Gio bernard if he's out there like he could be a substitute for mixing but i think he's owned a lot of leagues so but you know, I was yeah. I wasn't really thinking about that. Gio Bernard would be a, a you know a good uh, potential pickup if he's out there too, just because Mixon couldn't miss time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's get to our little rally, you know, little last bit here. Highest and lowest scoring games. I'm gonna go with Eagles Rams. Uh, think this one's kind of obvious. I mean, the defenses are good. They're opportunistic. But the, both offenses are just ridiculous. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for a really high-scoring game here. Uh, very good for fantasy on both sides. Lowest-scoring game, Jets and Broncos. I mean, yeah, the Jets are okay offensive-wise, you know, thanks to kind of the resurgence of McCown and and Robbie Anderson and Jermaine Curse. But, I mean, like, it is still the Broncos' defense. I figure, like, they aren't going to get lit up for 40 like they have, like I think at least once this year they did, um, but the the Broncos' offense is just absolutely a joke. So I mean, maybe the Jets score forty, but it could be like two pick sixes. <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things where like I'm just not looking forward to this game being played at all. What you got? Yeah, my games. I'm. Uh... Actually going a little uh, little off kilter here for my highest scoring game, and I'm going with the Packers at the Browns. Um, we already talked about Mr. Flash Gordon and how good he was in his debut return, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and I think if if Kaiser does play, I think you know they're going to have 
another week together to try to feel things out and get, get this right. The Packers just aren't very good at stopping um, opponents passing games. So, uh, and while the Browns are pretty decent at it, I still think the Packers receivers, you know, not named Jordy Nelson or actually Randall Cobb. Um, so basically Adams will have a good game as well. Um, game I don't like uh, is Colts at Bills. Um, I, I just don't like it. There's not really much to, to be big on in this game. Uh, Frank Gore reached his milestone of – uh, total yards, I believe, and he passed uh, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson and somebody else. I can't remember what the little thing was. But oh, yeah, I know. Uh, right now. He might he might end up getting less playing time now, and you know that could open the door for Marlon Mack to start getting some more playing time down the stretch here. But you know, even with the Bills being horrible against the run. I just don't don't really like either of those guys much. Um, Brissett's been okay, but that's a game I'm I don't really care much about anything with. So uh, sleepers and busts here. I'll just rip into mine. Um, my sleeper quarterback is Mr. Blaine Gabbert. Um, probably will be the only time I say that. But uh, Gabbert's been good, man. Uh, he's he's filled in pretty well for for Carson Palmer. Uh, well, Andrew Stanton really actually is who he's filling in for. But um, he's had good games the past couple of weeks, and and you know he's been consistent. He's been efficient. Um, you know, so he's he's got Arizona going in the right direction. Um, especially with, you know, a hurt AP and they're, they're really just running this offense through him. Um, and, and he's succeeding. Uh, I'm going to cue into your sleeper from last week. And the guy you were just talking about, Mike Davis. I mean, he, he looked phenomenal on Monday night against the Eagles who have been fantastic against the run all season. Now, again, we've talked about it. Part of that is because teams are behind so much, they abandoned the run a little bit. Yeah, like Davis, I love what he what he did to them, and and he just looks like he's running with authority and you know and purpose, and it's to just plow through guys and get yards. So, yep, um, good for him. You know, Seattle needs that. Um, and I'm going with uh, Jermaine Curse for my receiver. Um, Back-to-back games over 100 yards at over 150 yards last week. Um, yeah. I mean, we've already talked about McCown and how good he's been, and, and Robbie Anderson. I mean, this is again a, just a, one of those pass-happy offenses, and you know they get into these shootouts with these teams. Um, and this week, I I think could be, you know, could be more the same. The Broncos do get to lead back, so. You know he he'll probably be on Anderson more. I feel like, um, but that could just open it up more for Curse. Um, so those are my sleepers. Yeah, all good ones there. Uh, so I'm going to go. My quarterback sleeper is going to be Brett Hundley. Um, not that I'm expecting the Browns and the Packers to be super high scoring, but I think you know the Browns do struggle against the pass specifically 
And, you know, Hunley, he's at least shown uh, not to be, well, this past week wasn't great. But, you know, other than that, he's been he's been okay. Um, and then, of course, you know, the Pittsburgh game, he was awesome. So, you know, just hope, hope he can get back to more of that than what he was last week against Tampa, which everybody thought he'd be a little bit better. Um, Duke Johnson is another sleeper. So I'm, I, you know, I'm targeting this game a little bit here. So it, it is kind of interesting, but Duke Johnson is so low ranked. It actually surprises me how low he's ranked in, in the rankings. Um, uh, where is he in here? You know, he's like the 37th running back. You know, 35th ECR. I mean, look, is he going to go off for like 25, 30 points? No, but could he get you like double digit points as a flex guy in a PPR league? Absolutely. Um, it's just, he he's, I mean, he's just a good flex guy. Like, I don't think he's going to be like massively good, but he's just solid. Um, and then I, I'm going to go with D Westbrook as my sleeper receiver here. Um, I mentioned before in the, in the waiver pickups, you know, he's somebody you can look at, especially with Alan Hearns still out. Um, he's just a talented guy. It's a tough matchup, but you know, we've seen Seattle give up some yards lately to the, in the air. So what about your busts? Uh, my busts here. <clears throat> No, I was just talking about how great this guy's been all year, but I don't love him this week against the Eagles, and that's Mr. Jared Goff. Um, I think Wentz is going to get back on track this week. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm worried about the game, but I do have faith that they're going to, you know, come back stronger, and you know, they're they're going to take that that ass beating they got from Seattle and, and learn from it. And they're going to turn things around this week and, and hopefully pull out a, a close win. Um, but I think, I think golf's going to struggle. Um, and I think, I think Cox is going to get in after him and, and Graham and they're going to, they're going to make his day miserable. Um, running back. I'm looking at shady McCoy, uh, you know, going back to that Colts bills game. I know the Colts are, you know, not good against opposing running backs at all, but I, I don't know. McCoy is one of those guys I just, you know, and, and I don't have his stats in front of me, so maybe I'm I'm dead wrong on it. Feel free to call me out, but I just don't feel like he's had a great year. Um, he's he's always got these little ticky-tack injuries that he's been dealing with, and Buffalo in general has just kind of struggled at times. So uh, yeah. I, I don't like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of step in here. McCoy's been – I mean, in PPR, he's still the number seven running back, but it's yeah. kind of like a it's kind of like a Michael Thomas being the number number ten receiver. It's just been kind of like okay, it he's had a bunch of he's had like it's serviceable three man, but... really good games, and then other than that, it's like in the teens in every other game with a couple duds. Yeah, but like it's just kind of there. He's not somebody that you're like. Oh my God, he's gonna blow up for thirty, thirty-five points in a given week. It's just not like that. He's definitely a, a tier below the Gurleys and the Bells and the Kamaras and stuff like that right now. Yeah. So he's my uh, he's my bust, and then 
going back to that same well, Michael Thomas. Uh, I'm going to call him out as my bust this week. You know, it was nice that, nice that he got back into the end zone last week, but that was the first time since I think week three or something. Um, been a long time. <laughs> it, it was. I mean, his yardage has been good, and his his receptions have been there um, for most of the year. But uh, yeah, I just don't. Uh, week four, sorry, week three and four were the only other touchdowns he had. He's had three touchdowns all year. So, you know, the game's tomorrow night. I think this is going to be a – could be a run-heavy game. Um, I mean, it's, we've seen that from the Saints as it is. So, I just don't yep. love Thomas this week. The only, the only good thing for Michael Thomas is that my, Desmond Trufant may miss the game because uh, uh, he's got a concussion. So, that – and it's a short that week. That could change things. So but he, yeah. he could miss this second week in a row. So that could open up some holes in the secondary for the Falcons. But I mean, you're right. Like this is like, like yeah, I've said it too. Saints, Saints are a running team now. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so my bus, I'm going to go with, uh, with Russell Wilson. Uh, do I think he's going to be a complete zero? No, but you know, he might he might finish out of that top 10, 12 range, which isn't what you're looking for the first week of the playoffs for somebody who's just been on absolute fire uh, this, this season so far. He's been amazing. Uh, but he does get the Jags, and that's we've just seen them shut down just about everybody. So that's a, that's a tough matchup for Russell Wilson here. Um, I'm gonna go with Leonard Fournette as my running back, and I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong here, but I have a feeling I'm not gonna be. Um, just the other side of the ball there in that game, um, you know, Seattle Seattle's front seven is still looking pretty good, and they're able to shut down people. So, and Fournette tweaked his ankle again last week, so you gotta worry about the loss of some snaps. They're saying you know he'll be fine and that he's gonna play. But, you know, they could just manage his snaps a little more to keep him healthy. Um, and then my receiver bust is going to be a guy who tried to knock me out in a few leagues this week and succeeded in one, uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, I mean, this guy is kind of – if if I'm going to give T.Y. Hilton a – D for the year for consistency. It's going to be like a, like a C plus for consistency for Tyreek Hill. Um, he's just had some monster games that has propelled him to like top 10 receivers in PPR leagues. But I mean, one, two, three, four, four games, single digits, one just over double digits, you know, another one just over like, just been kind of like hanging around, but like these games where he's gotten into the thirties and the twenty fives, like a couple of times have just, you know, you get a couple of games like that and you're going to be up the list quite a bit. Uh, I mean, like Julio has like two of those, obviously a big 50 point game and he's number seven, but not, you know, a lot of people are looking at Julio and going, Ugh. I'm not loving Julio on my team right now. You know, it's not Julio. You know, that's not what you're looking for. So Tyreek Hill is kind of in there for consistency with me. And I'm just feeling a down week, even though it's kind of a tasty matchup. Like the Oakland's not very good. I'm just not 
loving it this week. Um, my defense to stream, which goes completely against a couple of my sleepers or my, one of my sleepers and then your highest scoring game, it's going to be the Green Bay Packers. I'm just going to pick on the Bears, on, on the Browns, any chance I can get. I mean, they still turn the ball over a ton. They still get sacked yeah. a ton. I mean, look, yeah, maybe maybe the Browns do score 24 points. I almost don't care. I mean, they're still going to get sacked, still going to throw some interceptions. This is what they do. So, they're a sloppy team. Packers can take advantage. They got seven sacks last week against Tampa Bay. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, my defense, and it pains me to say it, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys this week, man. Uh, obviously, they're going against the Giants. They get Eli back. They don't have a coach. They don't have a GM. Um, I I mean, Dallas put up nice numbers against them in, in the first week. Uh, and and they're kind of on this, you know, upswing back, especially with Philly losing last week. You know, that, that gives them more momentum to want to try to win. And I, I don't see them coming back and taking the division or anything like that. But, you know, I, I do think that they're going to play well and, you know, put Manning back in his place, uh, not on the bench, but just on the ground. So uh, that's my pick. All right. Well, that's what we got there. So I've got a couple Twitter questions, a couple of interesting ones, and I know we're running short on time, but these are a couple of really interesting ones. Um, stick with football. So I need a defense, the Jets, Denver, or Seattle. Pick a defense, Jets, Denver, or Seattle? Yeah. Oh, who's Seattle got this week again? The Jags. Oh. I'm going to go with the Jets, man. Oof. I'm going Seattle, so sorry, Super Joe 12, Super 12 Joe. We don't help you there, man, but I'm, I'm going Seattle with that one. The Jets are an interesting. They're kind of a sneakier pick, but yeah, oh man, I, I like I like Seattle still there. Um, and then in PPR, pick three out of Baldwin, Crabtree, Hogan, Deion Lewis, Gio Bernard, and Goodwin. Jesus, all right. Um, you want to write that down? <laughs> yeah. So we got Goodwin. Deion Lewis. Who else? Baldwin Crabtree. Hogan T. Lugia. I like I like Goodwin. I like Crabtree. And I mean it's hard to not start Baldwin, but the Jags have been awesome against receivers, so I'm gonna go with Lewis. I'm going to pick Crab. I'm going to pick Lewis. Eh, I hear you, man, but I'm going Baldwin. I just, I'm not sitting Baldwin over Juvenard, who is uh, kind of a mediocre player. Goodwin, who no, had I went Goodwin, not, good week. not Bernard. No, I know. Oh, oh Goodwin, okay. you know, who is. You know, I mean, who knows if last week was just an 
an aberration. Like, we don't really know. Um, yeah. I want to see more of that before I start him over somebody like Baldwin. Uh, and then Hogan, we don't really know how good that shoulder is. He's kind of a risky play. I'm not doing it yet either. So that's why I'm going Baldwin. Um, so switching over to basketball, um, I've got a trade question from at Anthony underscore AMJ. And it is send Jimmy Butler and Ibaka to get Janice Antetokounmpo or Chris Paul and Ibaka for Giannis. Very interesting trade here. Um, very interesting trade. I don't mind giving up Ibaka at all. Ibaka is kind of trash. Um, he's not. He's he's been playing better lately, but his season is he's just not the same guy anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, Chris Paul has been hurt, but those assist numbers are crazy good. Ultimately, I think I. I, w- I think I would still give up Chris Paul and Ibaka. If you can take the hit in assists, because his assist numbers are obviously out of this world, um, Chris Paul, you know, he's like double-digit assists just about. If yeah, you can he's deal at 9.8. Um, I think I'd do that because, man, the difference in points between those guys, like, I mean, Butler is scoring – like almost 10 points a game, more a game uh, than Chris I Paul. Mean, Butler's not killing you in assists. I mean, he's about no, he's half like of what? Five. Yeah. yeah. He's picking things up, actually. Like, late, like I, the I like you go through the air. Dude, I'd rather, I mean, it's... I'm keeping Butler. I, that's what I mean. I, I, I think I'd rather give up Paul, too. I mean, if the guy yeah. goes for it, I would start there and then... If he doesn't, then then maybe you have to give up Butler. But I mean, you're getting back an awesome player, so it, it's it's nice. But I just I like that Timberwolves team, man. I think they got a lot of young talent, and they're they're coming together really well. So I'd try to stick with Butler. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, so those are all the ones I've got other ones, but I don't know where they went. So they get buried in my Twitter pretty quickly. I need to like favorite these so I can find them. So, uh, anyway, that's all we've got for the show. Good luck in the first week of the playoffs. If you are in the playoffs this week, if you're, you know, like me and you got one league where you're still fighting for a chance, um, you know, hope you make it hit us up on Twitter at fantasy six pack. And then AJ is at Apple Garth Algar. All right. And uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter and fantasy6pack.net and socalledfantasyexperts.com. And um, best of luck to you and see you all next week. All right. Enjoy. Good luck this week.